Unite Wedding Photographers. Welcome to Wedding Photographers Unite episode March of 2021. <laughs> I'm one of your hosts, Andy Buscemi, the self-proclaimed professor of photographic pontification, still here in good company with the mythical legend himself, Mr. Neil Urban. Hello, hello. Good to be back. And we're also joined by the chatty Kathy of the Hudson Valley, Mr. Jimmy Ferrara. Yeah. All right. Back again. Here we are. <clears throat> Hello. Son of a bitch, Jimmy. Can you tap on your microphone? Why? Son of a bitch. No. Just before we hit record, Neil tapped on his microphone. We got the good mic. Lindsay tapped on the microphone, got the good mic. I tapped on the microphone. We didn't do that with Jimmy, and we got oh. him coming through your computer speakers. All right. Uh, we are also joined by Lindsay, the good neighbor of good neighbors. Hello, Lindsay. Andy, Andy, ask me what I'm drinking. Lindsay Daddario, what are you drinking? This is a beer called Whoa. Good Neighbor. Wow. By our favorite local brewery, Community Beer Works. Wow. And that's right I in Buffalo. I saw this. Yeah, made right here in Buffalo. <laughs> that's amazing. Crack it open. It might be really loud. Sorry. That yeah. is too funny. <laughs> So I do you think that, the, that they could that there's a beer called the Mythical Legend, and mm. uh, there's a beer called the Chatty Kathy? I wish there is. And then, there's, <laughs> and then there's a beer called the Professor. You know, I don't um, know. Sounds, they sound like good names yet. for beers, don't they? They all do, and they often have very quirky names. Like right now, they have one called Cargo Pockets. Like they're all about the random names over there. So you never know. Yeah, we could put in a good word. Yeah. Um, this is our first podcast since November of 2020. Yeah. We said we'd be back. We said we'd come back and it'll be random and sporadic. It is. We're still here. <laughs> um, you guys, how's this in the microphone? Better? Check one. Um, it sounds like I'm getting you through the microphone, but it's hot. It's hot, hot, hot. Hot. Too, too loud? It's just, uh, a little, some, uh, I want, yeah. There's nothing behind the scenes on this podcast, people. It's all live, all go. That's all right. So here, check one. I'm right up on the mic. I'm eating this sucker. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> we'll get through it. Um, okay. Yeah, I don't know if this podcast is going to have much to do with wedding photography. I mean, it's still all happening, but I'm kind of like done talking about wedding photography. <laughs> Maybe that's why uh, <laughs> why the podcast. I don't know. I'm just I'm just joking. I, I love shooting weddings. They're still happening, but I'm just like, you know. Is that okay? Is that okay if I'm... Help me out here, people. Yeah, yeah we've got a lot to catch up on in in life, and not much has happened in wedding photography, so I think that's just the direction we're going to have to go this time. I well, mean, we're almost at a, a one-year mark since yeah. the, uh, the outbreak of last year. You know, what a year it's been. Yeah. Understatement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean... I just, is it because of this thing or is it because I've been doing this for 10 years now that like I used to participate in all the message groups, like the photo groups 
and like i would go in all the different groups and like answer all the questions but then like somewhere around like year eight nine before covid like something happened where i'm like i'm sick of these same ass questions again and again and again and again and again and it's the same questions coming up again and like and maybe this makes me not a good podcast host for, for wanting photography <laughs> podcast let me let me self-admit that right now but like you know i don't know i, I mean i'm just i'm just i got old i got i got the the gray in the beard and i just right is that what's going on is that why do we need to record know. this episode I, I, again from the beginning? Do I need, do I need to fake like I care more about, about, <laughs> about uh, you know, or what? Well, some things evolve over time and some things stay the same. And yeah, I wish people would utilize the search tool in f- photo groups online more often because a lot of the things have been discussed ad nauseum. But at the same time, you know, when people ask the questions, they're new to them. You know, we've heard the That's topics true. over and over, but... I guess, I, let me be clear, I personally still love shooting weddings and love wedding photography. Like, I love it. Don't, don't get, that, that part, I love. It's the, all this other stuff, like, it's like, okay, I've, I don't know. It's, it's the other stuff. Sometimes it's the leading up to it. Um, just today I had an a email for a wedding for next year. She got back to me right away. She's like, yeah, I'd love to have a conversation, a call. Um, you know, call me anytime. I got back to said, okay, I'll call you in a few minutes. I call her and it's just like, I'm just one of how many other photographers, you know, she, she literally was like saying how, uh, what's your company again? I'm like, uh, Jay Ferrara photography. She's like, <laughs> oh. okay. And then, and then she's like, did you send me a brochure? I'm like, yeah, I sent you a brochure with three links to barn weddings and all this other stuff. And she's like, looking back, I'm like, you know, this, it's, it's just bad protocol. It's bad any kind of meeting to be not prepared or not sit down. And, you know, I was just the whole time, like, uh, we're, we're wasting both our time. You don't even know who I am. So we'll <laughs> see. But that, that I agree. That part is like, just, it's, you got to just plow through it. You got to push through it and get to the day. I don't know. <laughs> this is <laughs> yeah. like, I'm sorry. We're, this is wedding photography podcast. We're trying to be inspirational to new wedding right? photographers. Well, like, let, me, let me tell you about the first five minutes of this, this wedding photography podcast, how it's the opposite of that. And uh, sorry, sorry for that. Andy, when, about... Go ahead. <laughs> when clients, when you have a meeting with clients and they ask you those same kinds of questions over and over and over, do you get frustrated with those questions no. too? No, 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 no. Interesting. Because, because, when I'm with clients, um, I'm always thinking about it from their perspective and it is new to them. And it's part of my job to be excited alongside them. Like it is part of my job and I have the personality when it's time to bring it, I bring it, I'm on, it's all good. Um, I'm just saying like when I'm not, and when I don't feel like when I'm, when I'm working, when I'm doing that job, um, I'm a hundred percent in all the time. But what I guess what I'm saying is, is when I'm off of work, when I'm not being that person, when I'm not in that role, um, I just kind of am like done with with like looking into the, you know, the 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 same things that come up in these message groups and all these kinds of things, you know. Um, yeah. That 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 part, I guess, is what I'm saying. I'm trying to do more things outside of wedding photography in my outside life, outside of work, rather than years ago. I would be all about wedding photography all the time. Um, and now I think, especially with COVID in this past year, now I'm kind of like, oh, what else? What are these other things that are out there that I can be doing um, that are that's something that's something a little bit different outside the box, you know? 
Do you think the same thing happened to you with teaching music? Where it got repetitive, the yeah, same lessons over yeah, but and over? Yeah, but that was worse. Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, that's good. <laughs> well, it was it was worse in the sense that like I love the kids and I love teaching with the kids. Um, but the the politics of being in a school district and all that, and I felt like I was in a locked box all day. Like, you just go to this box and you just live in there all day. Um and like so that part no but like but the wedding photography like i i to be clear i love the job and i love the clients and i love the, and I, I love it i i literally I, I live for it and i don't I don't take that part away because that part is is still 100 percent. it's just that when i'm not in that frame of mind i'm out i'm done <laughs> you know what i mean like i don't know if that does that make sense is that yeah totally yeah gotta have your boundaries man yeah Okay. Yep. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but um, I'm enjoying the, uh, the online meetings with clients. Yeah. Me too. yeah. Well, well, I'm instead of them coming in person, and you know, it's just a lot less. You know, it just gets right to the point, and just do uh, like a Zoom call. Um, I don't know. I'm really enjoying them. I, it's hard. I'm, it's hard to I show albums it. and stuff, but I don't know. I'm, yeah, I'm I more of an just... introvert. I think. I'm, you know, I'm not. Mr. Outgoing, I love to meet people out, out and out and about. You know, I'm kind of like a sit in front of the computer, have a little meeting, talk about their wedding, and that was it. Mm-hmm. Really enjoying it. <clears throat> I kind of miss the, you know, setting up the studio for a meeting. Uh, people come in, talking about life, talk about stuff. You know, maybe bachelorette, whatever, <laughs> and then just get on with the the show, and then you know, hopefully make something work. So. I, I, do, hey, I well. Understand. Have you noticed that your meetings aren't as long, or are they just oh, as long? Yeah. Oh, yeah, online. Correct. Yeah, fifteen 100%. minutes now. You know. Yeah. Yeah, because I, sometimes I've I'm had... getting my Zoom update. I'm like, okay, you need to up upgrade to uh to better Zoom. Yeah, you only get forty minutes, I think, right, with the yeah. unpaid account. Mm-hmm. Oh, do you? Mm-hmm. Uh, when it's when it's more than like two people or whatever. Um, if it's if you're uh, just meeting with one client, um, it'll go. As long as you want it to, but if you have more than, if you have two people connecting, then it'll it's up to forty five minutes. Mm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Trying to think. I mean, like, I like the business. Like, is like, I don't know what your twenty twenty ones look like, but if they happen, it will be the busiest <laughs> wedding season I have ever had ever in my career because so many twenty twenty couples moved to twenty twenty one. Like yeah. it, it is crazy in, in September of next year. I think I even have a September 11th wedding. I have literally, I think triples, double, like triples and doubles, triples and doubles, like for like six, seven weeks in a row in that fall. And I think like that September wow. is something stupid. Yeah. Like, like I don't Our remember July the numbers, is, but it's insane. crazy. I think we have 12 weddings in July and that's the hottest month of the year. Oh, I'm not Oof. looking forward to that. You're going to lose some weight, that's for sure. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Good. I need there it. There goes that COVID-19. <laughs> yeah. So are you guys putting a limit on how many you're taking? I mean, no. I know we all have some income not, to not anymore. Up last year. but I no. mean, we, 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 just, we stopped booking for 2021, but, I mean, we're, uh, you know, no, we're, we're, we're completely maxed out. I, I'm taking every, every date that I have open, I take. And that's why I have all those triples and doubles because I feel like, and I did feel like, well, we still don't know what's going to happen. 
right? We right. still don't know what's going to happen. If the couples start moving and all this different stuff again, well, that's fine. I'll start moving and we'll move things and, sh- and shuffle it all around, right? But it's like, well, if that starts happening, like, um, I want half a wedding season, so I might as well get as many couples in there as I can. And either I'm going to I'm gonna have the craziest wedding season in the world or I'll have half a wedding season again because I have because I had more couples in rotation for the for the season. So um, I just I've been taking everything I can get when I when I'm available yeah. on that date. So have you prepared your couples for what yes. the fallout of that might look like? <laughs> yes, I've prepared my my family, my wife, <laughs> the people watching my son. <laughs> yeah, my, my yeah, it's going to be it's going to be nuts. Um, well, so. check check out this conundrum. We just got a phone call uh, from a wedding planner. We um, well, last last summer we got a phone call from a wedding planner. She said, "Do you have these two dates available?" We're like, yeah, sure. What's going on? She's like, "Well, this, I have a mother who wants to book a wedding for her son and for the daughter who are getting married, you know, months apart." And we're like, "Okay, great, that's cool." And she was like, "Well, she wants to pay in full as well." We're like, oh, no. I mean, that'd be great right now because it was during a pandemic, but it's not good because people are moving their dates and stuff. So we took the gamble and we took it. So we just got a phone call yesterday from the wedding planner saying uh, the the one bride already wants to move the wedding and they're paid in full and we're booked the day they want to move it. Oh, boy. It's like, oh, gosh, here we go. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to take it until... Until we know that it's happening. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, this couple wants to buy out the other couple, which is going to be kind of interesting. Wait, what yeah. do you mean? Within the same family? No, uh, we're, we're already booked for the the date that they want, so they want to buy out the other couple. Oh, oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. yeah. this is where it's going to because I don't want to give. Uh, they're paid in full. I don't want to give that money back. I mean, and especially if the other the son isn't moving the date, I don't want to have it awkward. Be like, oh, sorry, mom, it's it's non refundable. But I would definitely refund the money. I don't want to, except uh, the deposit. So, except the deposit, of course. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, it's it's getting kind of interesting. We'll what see. kind of money are see they willing to offer this other couple? This is like scandalous. That, that hasn't been talked about yet. It, this just oh, started yesterday, so, so they're wondering if uh, if that's possible. And I was like, "Yeah, of course," but someone someone's going to be disappointed. Well, I mean, if they so like if if this couple was like, "We will give the couple you have booked thirty thousand dollars," for example, then the other <laughs> couple would be like, "Oh yeah, that's great. Let's do it." So like so like yeah, I might offer. Like at least let them know that that money's on the table, right? Depends on how much. I, man, it is. I imagine it's like, going to start at, at the retainer. They're going to give the they're going right. to pay the retainer back. And and this couple just booked us like a week ago, so it's not like it, you know it's, it's a very fresh couple. Yeah. Um, see, I but don't we know. didn't tell the people that you know, that they're that they just booked. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. That's this a tough thing to navigate, man. Because like, yeah, I, I wouldn't really tell the couple that I originally had booked unless this new couple was like, we want to do like twice what they paid. Or something like that, because then it's like it's going to be an awkward conversation, you know? Yeah, yeah. And well, well, what we did is we did offer, you know, to split my wife and I. Um, my wife takes one wedding, and we and I take the other. But both parties are going to have to agree to that, right? Right. Know? And then you still feel like you're shortchanging the the couple that booked originally. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess that if you were to cancel. 
you know, whatever is in your contract as far as when photographer cancels, like mine's limited to a full refund. So in theory, the only amount of money that would add up to the appropriate amount would be the amount of their package because that would be the maximum they could ever be refunded. But yeah, yeah. To the, well, to, well, to the couple, I would, I would definitely return the retainer of the couple that we just recently booked for the date. And whatever the the new couple wants to do, it's it's up to them. But it's someone's just not going to be happy, and I'm not looking forward to that. Hopefully, that I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know. I'm kind of nervous. <laughs> Tell them to pick a new date. Jeez. People are so stuck on these dates. Yeah. Well, the thing is that we don't have any, any, I mean, no matter what date they choose in 2021, we're going to be unavailable. I mean, we're working on, Mon- we're, we're shooting weddings on Mondays and Thursdays this year. What? Like, that's how crazy it is. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I think, I think one weekend we have like a quadruple weekend like friday saturday sunday monday i had one of those or, thir- or thursday f- yeah. Wow. yeah yeah i had only one thursday friday saturday sunday yeah and they remember got bigger the and bigger days, remember the days when we were talking on the podcast i'm never shooting doubles again here, <laughs> here we are you never heard me say that Quads <laughs> and trips. i almost prefer it i'd rather like do four in a weekend and then do nothing for the next three weekends yeah, that's like can i why, sign yeah. up for that 100 <laughs> percent. that's why i'm excited about my september in a weird way because like it's all like so much of my 2021 is condensed where it's like all right but and that so um Lindsay knows but uh kristen and i just bought a new home and oh, uh, thank you and but we're like moving and all this kind of stuff and um, it's just going to be crazy later. So I'm like, okay, well then I can, I can work on the house and do all these things earlier. Um, and you know, and, and then everything will be crazy in the fall. So, yeah. So tell us about your new house. Yes. So, um, I left my studio space in January, downtown Buffalo. Um, the mass exodus of cities that's happening, that's happened all across America and very sad very sad Lindsay's shaking her head i know i feel the same way because i've always been like all about promoting the city and all this different stuff but like well you know what it's 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 been dead down there like we found this house and the house um has this has like this barn huge 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 barn in the back like it's a big old house it's a big old barn and I've got not only this barn, but this other like little house off to the side. And like, that's going to be a client meeting area. And then I can make the studio out in the barn. Um, and it's just like a cool ass property. And we're very excited about it. Um, so, Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. And like, and so now, Neil, like, like you used to have the studio space and you put it, the money into the house. Now that's what I'm going to be doing. All yep. that money that I had that I was, that I was paying somebody else for this to rent the studio space now just goes into the house. And dude, I am like all about like, I've been on YouTube, like looking up how to like tear out the floor and tear out the walls and put in drywall in this place. And there's like, yeah, if you need some help, let me know. Yeah, man. There's like these exposed beams up top of this little house thing. Like it's so freaking cool. Uh, and then I want to paint the barns. Lindsay, I showed you that little, like that I want to like repaint the barns blue and all this different stuff. And, um, yeah. Yeah. Real modern. The inspiration looked awesome. Yeah. I can't wait to see what you do with it. Andy sent me a link to the listing. So I creeped around quite a bit. It's, an awesome property. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm mad you're leaving the city, but if you're gonna leave, you're leaving for a really cool place for yeah. sure. Yep. And What's the town called again? Where I'm going? Yeah. 
Um, that's debatable. Okay. Because <laughs> like at, right, at closing, the middle of nowhere. At closing, there was like uh, there there was like one address and zip code on one thing, and on another thing it was something else, and another thing. So it's basically um in Buffalo, and it's called Bowmansville, um but mm. it's like really part of Lancaster. Um, but what's amazing about it too is that I shoot so much in Rochester. This thing is like essentially right off of the thruway. Um. Uh, so right off of the thruway, so I'm going to be able to get to the thruway in like literally like under four minutes, so I can jet over to Rochester like a lot faster than I have been um, over here. So it's like perfect for that. And I've got there's like two and a half acres out there, and like it's this big, beautiful, awesome property. I'm going to have a John Deere. You can call me Farmer Andy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, <laughs> it's it's pretty cool. But you're still, you're close by. You're not you're not out in the sticks, forty minutes away from everything like I am. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it, but it, you would never know. Like on the property itself, it just looks like you're in the middle of the woods and all that kind of thing. But you know where, um, um, like if you get off the thruway and there's um, Garden Place Hotel, and you're looking at Garden Place Hotel from that street behind yeah. Garden Place Hotel, there's a big forest. That's mm-hmm. my backyard. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's very nice. Yeah. Good area. Yeah. Is this too much information to give on the podcast? Does it matter? No, fine. <laughs> oh, good. Everyone what's, what's knows how to find you now. <laughs> Maybe I'll cut that part out. <laughs> well, that'll be your business address, though, now. So yeah, except- I imagine that'll have to be listed unless you do like a P.O. box or something like that. Yeah, I'm actually probably going to put like Buffalo, New York, the zip code, because otherwise it confuses people, you know? Mm hmm. How far is Buffalo to Rochester? How far of a drive? Uh, it's like an hour. Uh, oh, that's it. Like hour oh, and twenty right. minutes, depending on where you're leaving from. But now I'm, it's closer, a little bit closer, an hour because I'm right by the thruway. Mm-hmm. It's funny that you'd mentioned that, Lindsay, because when I moved, um, a photographer sent me a uh, a private message saying, "You're not there anymore. You need to change that." Like, okay, man, chill out. I did put in the request to Google. Google, take some time for an address change. Okay, buddy? Relax. Oh, yeah, I haven't moved that <laughs> I'm not, yet. I'm not trying to, trying to thief the Buffalo address anymore, okay? <laughs> yeah, I haven't I haven't moved that yet because I, we just closed, like, uh, Monday? What's today? Today's Thursday? So we just mm-hmm. closed on Monday. So I haven't, I haven't gotten around to doing any of that stuff yet. So... Excited. It's funny you mention that, Neil, because there's a photographer in Buffalo who has his business address as City Hall. So stupid. <laughs> so stupid. It is the stupidest like, thing in the world. I, yeah. I work there all the time. I photograph weddings outside of City Hall all the time. I work there. No, dude. <laughs> but yeah, he was just trying to get the, the Buffalo address because he lives, you know, in the suburbs or whatever. And he knew he'd rank better on the Google searches. Absolutely if he ridiculous. And, and the thing is, is like when you look at when you actually get the your weddings anyway, how many of them really come from Google? Like maybe a couple a year. It's all referrals yeah. anyway. So it's so stupid. Yeah. You want to play that game. So dumb. That's why I unfriended so many photographers. Yeah. <laughs> it's not personal. It's just business people. Yeah. yeah. And plus, I'm tired of Facebook anyway. So I started using Instagram. Hint, hint. Start following me. Yep. Starting <laughs> to use it, people. I'm starting has <laughs> <laughs> anyone uh jumped on clubhouse i mean i know you guys are just getting on instagram so maybe i'm getting way ahead yeah, of well, us yeah like in 10 years no, i've, I've, heard, I've like heard a that, lot little, about little. it but i hear you i hear you need a lot of time to to spend on clubhouse i hear it takes up a lot of your time 
Is that true? It can. Lindsay, I don't know. If you have a, a clubhouse invite, send me one. Okay. I do actually. Yeah. I do. Um, yeah, it's basically just a live version of this. So we could be bantering on clubhouse in our quote unquote club, which unfortunately we cannot have a wedding photographers unite club because somebody already took it. But, (laughs) um, anyway, uh, yeah. So our listeners could hear something we're talking about and say, Oh, I have an opinion on that and raise their hand. And if we decided we wanted to talk to them, you know, we could bring them up and chat with them. So it's almost like a live radio sort of version of podcasting. It's pretty cool. You can connect with some interesting people that you wouldn't normally ever be able to have a conversation with i think that'll diminish over time as more and more people get on it but when it first came out and it's you know it's invite only and there were some pretty high profile people in there just having chats and you could just pop into their chat and raise your hand and see if you get called on and all of a sudden you're you know you're talking to these really incredible people so it's interesting i'm um not I've only been into it for a couple of weeks. I've had it for a while and I was like, eh, but now every once in a while, something will pop up on my calendar. Like, Oh, you might be interested in this conversation with these two people. Cause you can follow people. So when they come on and they're talking, you say, Oh, I want to know what they have to say. You pop into the room and have a listen and yeah, you might learn something. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do any of you use TikTok for business? No, no. Oh. Okay. I, can't, I, I don't know. I don't even have TikTok. I had it, and I'm like, this is just, I can't do Dude, another The best thing on TikTok right thing. now, the best thing on TikTok is if you go on there and you search for Tom Cruise deepfake, oh <laughs> my <laughs> good Lord. This dude, I mean, first of all, whoever they have acting Tom Cruise acts him unbelievably perfect, but then they deepfake on top of it. It is Unfreaking believable how I, I good saw it a is. couple. It is so good. It is incredible. Look up Tom Cruise deepfake t- TikTok. Okay, yeah, watch I'll it. Download it again. is just it's oh, incredible. it is so good. Is it, it is, his? It, it's someone else's voice, isn't it? It's the guy who's acting. It. It's, it's yes. His, I think he's just like a Tom Cruise it, impersonator. It is spot on. Yeah, yeah. But 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 what's shocking though is like like just the level of deepfake that they can do now is like. Like it looks exactly like younger Tom Cruise, whereas like the teeth are like a little bit off and bigger to the side, and he's got that little thing going down his forehead in the middle, and he's just got like the hair, like just everything about it is just it's phenomenal. It's really incredible. Um, we're gonna be seeing more and more about that, about deep fakes being like a real like issue in terms of like what to believe and what not, like going forward, especially in our political landscape currently. <laughs> Um, it's just going to be like, it's going to be a real issue, these deep fake things. And that's, that's a, something to look at to kind of see where that stuff mm-hmm. is it already is essentially right now. So, yeah. yeah. TikTok for business though. It's just, I mean, it takes a lot of time and gotta be clever. I don't know. Like there's just so many things that, so we've, we haven't been working basically for a year. Right. And I have this whiteboard next to my desk with all of my, you know, goals that I want to accomplish that have been up there that were up there two years ago. Right. And then we have this whole year and it's like, okay, if I haven't gotten all of these things done with this entire year I've had to do this project and this project, like it's not getting done, let alone having a TikTok presence, like forget it. <laughs> I'm well, shocked I saw, I saw by the how many one... things I haven't got done. 
I saw the one local uh, candy shop here in Buffalo. They sold out, like, I guess one of their videos went viral, and they sold out of everything. And they, they had to close their store, not permanently, temporarily, so they could restock. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. It's powerful stuff, and yeah. you just you never know when something's going to hit, gonna it hit right. I guess. Yeah. <clears throat> oh. Uh, speaking of a to-do list, um, I bought two brand new computers. Yay! Wow. Yay. My uh, my I, my MacBook Pros. It was just it's just getting old. I'm using it right now, but it randomly shuts off. So I, if I go missing, it just it randomly <laughs> shuts off. Um, so what you're getting? What your Mac? MacBook? 2015. Yeah. Oh, that's mine too. Yeah. Yeah, and this thing issue has well. been a monster for me. I mean, it's it's been through a lot. Um, but we're, uh, we're starting uh, part two of our construction for our studio, the upstairs, which is going to be our office slash bathroom slash changing room. Uh, so nobody can go through our house anymore because 95% of the people who come here have to use the bathroom. So it's like, okay, yeah. we definitely need a bathroom out there. Um, but yeah, anyway, anyways, with a brand new office, we, uh, we're, we're starting completely new with two, uh, two new computers, Mac minis, um, with a new M1 chip. Very nice and fast, mm-hmm. and incredibly cheap. Six hundred yeah, bucks. Cheap. Yeah. Yeah. Plug and drive. And, and, and they're fast. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Very fast. I've heard incredibly good um, things about them. Get any, you can get any kind of monitor. You don't have to get an Apple monitor and save money and get. I, I got the uh, the thirty four inch ultra wides. Oh, sweet. So I, so sweet. I can have Lightroom and uh, and Photoshop open at the same time on the screen. Um, yeah. And then what's amazing about that is since the screen is so wide. You could have your whole timeline pretty much all on the screen. Uh, so when you're designing an album, like it's so easy because you mm-hmm. could see all the images right in front of you. Mm-hmm. So you I'm know so how many. To, I at the studio I have two 30 inch monitors, but I don't even use that computer anymore. It's just like where stuff goes, uh, as opposed to like it's not like a working hard drive. I haven't worked off that computer in maybe a year, if not more, because this laptop's become everything. And I used to design albums on that laptop for or that computer for what you just said because it got two big screens. Mm-hmm. So since quarantine, I'm like, I don't need to run heat here or there or AC there and here. I'm like, I'll just work off this. I've gotten so used to editing everything, portraits as well. Also being so old, it's like 2010, that Mac Pro, not even Mac, the Mac Pro itself. Um, but, you know, it's not 4K screen. It's like the H, so it's a little pixelated and, H, and being 1080. <laughs> And Lightroom doesn't update, so I don't get the new updates on Lightroom. So I'm like, ugh. And all my presets are in this thing. So I I, I tried docking this computer, the MacBook Pro, to that those screens. It looked like shit. <laughs> it looked, looked horrible. <laughs> Didn't look good. Yeah, it's, so, it's, it's taken some time to get uh, used to the new programs because I haven't updated my uh, my Adobe stuff since 2018. So there's quite a quite a few uh, bells and whistles in there that I'm trying to get used to, which is yeah. pretty cool. Neil, I'm glad you brought this up because mm-hmm. so I'm buying the Canon R5 um, sometime before okay, wedding the, season the list, starts. Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and you know I want to get used to it before wedding season starts. And I just found out that the the camera and Lightroom, the version of Lightroom I have on my old MacBook Pro, are not compatible. So yeah. I was planning on eventually getting a new laptop, but this thing is still running so well that I just haven't pulled the trigger. So basically, I have found out that I need a new computer and a new 
and a new camera. <laughs> so six hundred bucks, you cannot go wrong with a Mac Mini. I mean, it's yeah. it's not portable like your your MacBook Pro, but I mean, it, it it looks like you're sitting at a desk right now. So if you have a, a a screen, I mean, you can't go wrong. You can buy two computers for the price of a MacBook Pro, or yeah. or, 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 a, or a higher level MacBook Pro. You could buy three of them. I mean, that's incredible. Yeah, and so the other thing, the the new MacBook Pros with that M1 chip aren't coming out until the summer. Right. And so I want to get going out with this camera before wedding season, but I won't be able to process the files in Lightroom if I do I that. Would I, I, I would wait. To, yeah. I would wait till that MacBook Pro M1 comes out and then get the R5 at the same time. If, if yeah. My hesitation yeah. with the Mini is that I go back and forth between home and the studio Mm-hmm. And I also, I work in coffee shops and, you know, work oh, on the okay. road a lot. And with my photojournalism work, I have to send files from the road, you know, right from my car. Actually, sometimes yeah. back of the camera now, yep. which is really cool. I just started doing that uh, actually last week. I was out in Rochester covering some protests and they wanted photos like stat. And so we had to FTP photos straight from my camera to the server, which was really cool. But I didn't get to touch anything like, you know. There they go, off what, to an editor. Yeah. Were they, they look okay. <laughs> were you going Wi-Fi off the camera or were you networked in network cable? So you use a like a MiFi device. Okay. Uh, so it's like a little tiny Wi-Fi yeah. system. You can do it through your phone, but it's so slow and clunky. And apparently it, it updates um, your IP address every now and then. And every time it does that, it cancels your upload. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you can be like in the middle of sending stuff and it'll so cancel... So from Most, what I've been told, it's yeah. just a huge hassle and you're better off with this MiFi device. I went through yeah. T-Mobile. It's like 10 bucks a month for two gigs, which is plenty for just transmitting JPEGs mm. to my editor. So mm-hmm. works fine for that. Mm-hmm. I heard that new MacBook Pro is going to go back to, thank you, the MagSafe <laughs> power supply with USB ports and SD card slot and so on. That's yes. I love that that's yeah. the, the big rumor. hang up for you. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. <a good> rumor. <laughs> um, they were they were they heard Jimmy talk on this podcast a year they, ago. Goddamn right, they did. Like, four four five years like, without right. a card slot, <laughs> without a USB port. Give me a break. Let's make up a new cable that no one has, and we have to buy everything new all over again. Uh, so I if I'm gonna let this computer ride a little bit more, I got I put a I had a new battery put in it. And Apple kind of screwed something up, <laughs> so my top bar isn't working properly. But they'll fix it. I'll get Albergan in Monday, and um, I'll let this thing ride out. You know, I, I, like I said, I got uh, that that dock I've got for free. Some guy on eBay was like, you know what? I'm just gonna refund your money because I don't have any use for it. And here you go. I'm like, thanks. So I just need to get like, if I ever want to get like a bigger monitor, Neil, like you said, which I might do come this season. Even though I'm kind of working on my living room, which is kind of weird. Still, I can just. You know, I got a bunch of jobs to do. I'll just connect this thing, plug that in, got a big monitor. It'll be far faster than working on a 15-inch screen, yeah. you know. And the new yeah. ones are 16-inch, and it's not that much difference. But um, Jimmy, how, how much did it cost you to get a new battery? Because I think that's what I might do with this old MacBook Pro, this 2015. Oh, uh, maybe like 200 bucks. Oh, that's not bad. Bring it to You can't do it yourself. Yeah, you got to bring it to Yeah, I, I don't want to, yeah. But, not- Sorry, I mean, just, I, I'm still in love with this computer. Yeah. So I don't. I don't want to get rid of it yet. Guys. But I would. I would hate it. Like when Apple had my computer, I was. It just all of a sudden just stopped working. Completely wasn't turning on. Wasn't doing any black screen. I'm like, oh boy. Even <laughs> even plugged in. So I'm like, 
oh, this is, this is not good. So I was thinking when they had it and they, before they did a diagnostic, I'm thinking if this computer's dead, what do I do? do? I wait until the new one comes out or do I buy an older one? I'm like, I, I'm like back and forth. I would probably wait till the new one comes out because it, it is like, you know, everything that I'm, I'm used to and what we want in a pro level computer, Apple. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. I did get the iPhone mini though. I don't know if you guys look, little iPhone mini. Aw, like, that's a so cute, cute little thing. It's perfect size. Everyone's these big phones. I see people two-handed every time they do something on the phone. I'm like, you stink. I can shift my car with this thing in my hand. I can yell at my son. I can do all kinds of things. I can beat him with it. <laughs> it's great. I love this phone so much. What? <laughs> Guys, do we have any photography, other related topics to talk about? Yeah. Or can we, can we talk yeah. about, can we talk sure. about things that aren't photo related? Well, Andy, what do you think about that new Sony? A1. You know, you I saw that it looks awesome. I know. And I also don't need it, so I don't I really care. <laughs> I, I concur. Um, it is nice that it's fast. I, you know, it's it's got all bells and whistles on it and more buttons and stuff. But yeah, the, the, the autofocus yeah. stuff is the thing that I'm most interested. In, is I mean, the, these the cameras that we have right now are freaking awesome at it already. But if it's even better and it's more A9 level and that kind of thing, I'm slightly interested. But I just don't care because I don't need to right now. Um, so. I, I right. mean, so I've got a whole, well, the thing that I want to talk about, um, it, that it's not photo related it plays into this, but I'll, I'll wait until we get, we're done with photo stuff. So that's why I'm asking that. Anybody have any other photos <laughs> well, you want to talk about? If it's related, uh, let's go. Let's do it. You sure? I, this is, it's going to go down a deep rabbit hole. I don't want to do that to listeners if they're, if they're still in for the wedding photography. Is we can get back to it. We can, again? We can put <laughs> no. it in a sandwich. <laughs> Start with photography, end with photography, nonsense in the middle. Let's so, go. Let's so, here, so here's the thing, man. Ever since 2020 happened, and, you know, I shot half the weddings or less than half of the weddings that I normally do, right? Um, which was actually kind of cool because I was watching my son more this year, and I was first-time dad and all that, blah, blah, blah. But I was like, okay, I need to find out some other ways to make some income while this thing is happening, right? And so I've talked to you guys about the stock market before, right? Stocks? Uh, we talk about stocks? Financial, being Actually, financial no, I don't think I'm here, but... Um, so, my thing now is, like, um, any time that you have an extra few hundred bucks that's just, like, hanging out, or the, if you have, like, 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 in your business bank account, you have just money chilling there, basically, that money should never be chilling there. Like, ever. Unless you should have, like, emergency mm-hmm. money, right? like to get through a couple of months that kind of thing but beyond that it you should be investing this stuff because like the stock market's amazing man like it's incredible um especially this year the amount of money that i've made doing this i've paid for roofs on my rental property like i've done like like it's incredible like in this bull market especially since 2020 march 2020 happened and if you stay in and you don't sell low and all this kind of stuff and you stay in and you hold it is we it's the you should be putting your money in there but not only that and i guess that plays into my like the buy do i buy the new sony right because the more that i've been doing this um, and I've been doing the stock market since like 2015 or something like that. But the more that I've been doing this, the more I see like, man, anytime that I, if I'm going to go spend a hundred bucks, why that's not a hundred bucks I'm spending. I'm spending $300 because if I, if I can triple your, you know, 
double or triple the money and even if it's if in a bull market one year basically is what happening right now but even if it's two or three or ten five ten years right and we're talking about retirement all this stuff man i don't want to spend that money i would rather have the three hundred dollars if something costs a hundred or you buy that you talk about that buy that new sony um a1 is it right mm-hmm. like, do i want to buy was that five grand do i want to buy that five grand right now or that's actually like spending 20 grand if i if i just if i put that in the stock market or um or in crypto which is a whole nother conversation have you guys do, do you guys do crypto at all do you understand bitcoin do you get this um you're a talking greek to me and I, yeah, Lindsay Andy, Andy had like I don't know what the hell you're talking about either. You know what, Andy? Let's let's start. Let's start. For, okay, same here, Jimmy. I'm I'm, I'm with you. Um, if if we know nothing about the stock market or yes. or Bitcoin, yes. how, like how do you even get into it? Is there a stock market for dummies book or like how can we start? Here's what I would suggest: the if you know nothing about the stock market. First of all, I, the first question I would ask you is, is, do you have a bank account? Of course. Okay. So, so you know how to open up a bank account. You just go and you open up a bank account. It's the same exact process to open up a retirement account. You just say, instead of opening up a bank account, I want to open up a retirement account. It's the same exact thing. So if you are capable of opening up a checking account, you are 100% just as capable of opening up a retirement account. Or a brokerage account, like I, I would use Robinhood, but I don't want to use Robinhood right now because they are, they are, their name is drug, has been dragged through the dirt over the past few months, and it's a long, I, we can mm-hmm. get into that if you want to. Yeah. But, um, but, you, but you open up a brokerage account like TD Ameritrade, something like that, Webull is another one, um, and you just literally just download the app, you, you open, open up the account, and then you transfer some money over there, and then... If you're unsure of how to pick stocks because you're like, oh my God, how do I pick stocks? This is overwhelming. How do I have to research these companies? How do you do this? Then if you're that person, then what I would say to you is just do very simply, you just do an index fund. Like if you do S&P 500, because now S&P 500 is basically the top 500 companies in the American stock market. So rather than investing in one company, you're investing in whatever the top 500 companies are, essentially. And so it, you're basically betting on America, right? You're, you own parts of this business. You know how we own our businesses and we, um, you know, wh- our business is trying to grow. The best way that you can make money is to have other businesses run and then you own part of it and then they give you that money. You know what I mean? Like as their company value mm-hmm. increases. So mm-hmm. um, the easiest way, if you don't want to think about it, and you don't want to get into it, and you don't really care, is just simply think about it like that. Think about it like, oh, instead of opening a checking account, I'm going to open a retirement account. And if I don't want anything to do with stock market, I don't want to know anything about it, I'm just going to select, uh, it's called an index fund. And it would be either, I would suggest either total stock market index fund, which is more than the top 500 companies, or just do the top 500 companies in America. And you will watch, and what will happen is, is you will open this account, and then you will see that as the, to- as the stock market goes up overall, you will see your money every day bounce up and down, bounce up and down, and then you'll see it grow. And then you'll see it grow. And then you'll see it grow. And you're like, oh, shit. Why would I leave that money over in this checking account over here when I can put it in this account over here and watch it grow and watch it grow and watch it grow, right? Um, and in the se- and it's, it's literally that simple. It is that simple. Um, but you can lose it, though. 
you can lose it, but the but the American <laughs> the, the they will they will never let that happen. the The American government won't let that happen. Yes, you can lose it in the sense of will the so I would ask you this question: Will the top five hundred companies in America go bankrupt or go out of business if you're investing in all of them at the same time? And the answer to that question is no, not unless we have a total stock market crash. And here's the important thing to know: in the 1930s, right when we had that 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 stock market crash of then. If you look at any 10-year period of history, absolutely any single 10-year period of history, even during the crashes, the 2008 crash, the 1930s crash, even if you want to consider what happened with coronavirus and how the stock market went down a lot then, any 10-year period, every single time you will see at least a 10% return. Any, it does Even through the crashes, if you look at what you invested initially through the end of that 10-year period, every time you will see at least a 10% return. And when you look at how screwed we are, the American people are, when you look at what we get on our, oh, what, we savings account, you're going to give us a 0.02%. Get the <laughs> F out of here. Get out of here. The only way that you're ever going to ever gonna gain money and, and start seeing a return on investment is if you start taking some of, the, some, some of what I'm talking about here. And it's very easy. Okay. It's very simple. Um, okay. but now I've gone way down this rabbit hole. <laughs> um, and, and that's how I started out was like index funds. But then once you start getting into the index funds, you're like, Oh, now you start researching these companies. I'm like, Oh, I believe in Apple. Maybe I'll throw some money there. And then, Oh, I like this company. Maybe I'll like, and then you start doing that. And then you start watching your money grow more than even the index fund because you're, you're deciding on companies and you start doing the research. And I've had more time to do that this year. Right. So I've gotten into this heavily with with the stock market this year and not only that but but um uh but crypto as well and and i'll tell you another thing and this is this is probably the most important thing that it's still not too late it's still not too late in the same way that i just told you about you can just open up a stock market account you can go to coinbase in new york state it's one of the only options we have because new york state sucks but you could download the coinbase app and you could download and you could buy few hundred bucks worth of bitcoin or some of these different cryptocurrencies and i can talk tell you about what that is and it sounds very confusing it is but it's not and and this is something that essentially is the new digital gold where we are moving away from and here's the thing too the government is throwing money at us throwing money at us throwing money at us throwing money at us and what happens when the government throws money at us who knows anybody know raise your hand I'm going back into teacher mode. No. Yeah. When the government keeps throwing money at us, inflation starts happening. Our American dollar isn't worth as much anymore. And so how do you combat this? You invest in stocks as one possibility because maybe stock, you know, the company the value of the company is a company will go up or um you do gold, for example, right? Because gold is going to, is something else. But what's happening is, is gold is going away and, and Bitcoin and all these cryptocurrencies is coming up. And basically cryptocurrency is essentially it's a computer program that runs on multiple computers all over the whole world, right? But it's it has a digital ledger on that anybody can access anywhere. And that basically it just basically is that when if I give Neil a hundred dollars over cryptocurrency. All the computers in the world that are running the program of Bitcoin see my digital wallet and Neil's digital wallet, and it sees the transaction, and we don't need banks to transfer money back and forth to each other. We do not need banks. Banks are eliminated in this. And you can see the transaction, and and there's a copy. There's a digital ledger of 
of, of this this transaction and how many Bitcoin is in the world and all and all of this. And it you can see it and it's and you can look up the transaction anywhere in the world, anywhere that runs this program bit on um throughout the world. This is this is the most generalized overall version of it. And I don't want to keep going if, if you don't want to want me to keep going. Um but that's basically the overall scope of the thing. And but the point is, is with Bitcoin, almost certainly this is what we've decided. Like human beings essentially at this point have decided we're doing this. This thing is happening. One Bitcoin is worth fifty thousand dollars right now. Um, and it's, and it's projected to be uh, probably within the next couple of years, a hundred thousand dollars. Probably it could go even more than that because Bitcoin is a fixed resource. There is, well, there will only ever be 28 million total Bitcoins ever. Um, there will never be more than that. And because it's a fixed resource, it's, it's, it's valuable supply and demand. And, um, and basically that is why part of the reason why, why there's a there's a value to that i don't know if, if jimmy just checked out because he's like i doesn't give a shit about any of this or if it's <laughs> i'm back i don't know what happened i'm back i'm back i have no idea what so i don't want to i don't want to keep going down this rabbit hole if you don't want to but uh that's that's the overall scope of what what i've been getting getting into no it's, yeah, it sounds very interesting and I, I like i like seeing my money so you know doing something like this is kind of uh foreign to me but i'm I've been watching what's been going on lately, and it's been grabbing my attention. So, just uh, I need, I need to jump on board. Yeah, and you just start slow, and even if you do a few hundred bucks, and just watch and see what happens. Yeah. Then you start saying, "Oh, then then all the wheels start clicking and start turning, and you're like, what? <laughs> cash is trash, man.' It, I mean, I like it really like you start getting to that point where it's like, I you know, it's completely opposite of how I used to think." Um, once you start seeing, you know, what is value and what is, why do we have value associated with things and all this. So financial lessons with Andy. Very interesting. Wedding financial photographers unite. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So Andy, what has been your, like, how much time do you think you spend researching companies? I've been in in the year twenty twenty slash twenty twenty one. I have I have equally been a day trader as much as I have been a wedding photographer in twenty twenty, and and it is it has paid off quite handsomely. Do yeah. you find that you tend to invest in things that um that you've researched and you feel will do well, but are also things that you care about, like VR type stuff? Yes. Um. So, and this is like a Warren Buffett thing. But like, I agree with this. It's like, if you're going to invest in a company, you should know the company and truly believe in it. Because the second, like, sometimes I got into some weird stocks and things I'm like, oh, you know, you start hearing different people talk about different things and you're like, eh. And then those are the ones you're like, not sure why you're even invested in those. And then when they go up or, you know, it's like, I want to believe in something long term so you can hold it long term and, 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 you know, understand why you're holding what you're holding, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, that's it's important to, to do that, and, and you don't really need to have like, you only need to have like seven stocks, eight stocks that you believe in, and that's good. Like like you know you don't need to get crazy with it with it. Um, mm-hmm. and it's all about holding long term. Um, a lot of people think that you know the day trading thing is something only when you're a complete when you have all this extra time that you don't have <laughs> normally. normally I, and like, money. I, I, I won't, I, yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. I won't be doing that during um, oh, this upcoming wedding season when that happens. And you know, but it, you really don't want to be doing that. You want to be holding long term, basically, um, with companies that you believe in. 
Did you, you get involved with the whole GameStop and AMC? One hundred and twenty-five percent. I am. I. I've. I'm big on Reddit. I'm big on Wall Street bets. I'm. I'm actually one of the people over there, and um, and we. It's. It's a huge, 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 huge deal. It is bigger than than what's even happened in two thousand eight, and these hedge funds are. They have clearly broad as daylight manipulated the market in a crazy ass way and in a way that is just was is just shocking like to what happened because for the first time the retail investor found out the the crazy ass game that they were playing and we made a play on it and we were right and they on january 28th of 2021 they basically stopped the game in the fourth quarter broke the retail investors legs and and then said okay game back on after they stopped buying so so basically stocks trade on supply and demand so the the price goes up just like wedding photography right if you're a hotshot wedding photographer um you're going to have higher demand and then you might price yourself higher because you have a higher demand right if it depending on how many weddings you want to shoot etc so for stocks when somebody wants the stock you um you're going to you're going to buy it and the the more buying pressure there is on a stock the higher that price is going to go um the more selling pressure there is on a stock the lower that price is going to go so when these brokerages came in the middle of the of the day when all retail traders are trying to buy the stock buy the stock buy the stock and have this short squeeze thing happen and they they stopped and they said nope you can't buy the stock anymore and the stock cratered to the ground Retail investors lost billions of dollars, billions of dollars. There was going to be a transfer of wealth that happened from what happened with, with all these hedge funds and billions of dollars investing in this thing. They shorted the company. They were naked shorting the company. There's shares that are missing. Like they've made up shares that don't exist. Um, and, and they caused billions of dollars of, of, of damage to the retail trader when they manipulated the market in broad effing daylight. And it is disgusting. And since that happened, now I'm like I'm on a war path um, with with like with like trying to make this thing happen um, with because it, it's it's not even about the money anymore. It's about the exposure of what these mother, you know, these these people do uh, on Wall Street. It's it's crazy. So, yes, I'm involved in the GameStop thing. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Want to be like it's Andy. interesting. Yeah, it's interesting <laughs> how passionate you can be about that, and also you know you love VR and you you care about those companies, and then crypto on the other hand is just like this concept, you know, <laughs> in a way. Yes. Did you so explain crypto? Explain Bitcoin to me. <laughs> how good of a job did I do with that? What did it you could. learn? Anybody? Not um, it. I, it kind of went <laughs> in and then circled and he went out and then I got to recap it <laughs> again. No, you did good. Uh, you you did you did you explained it pretty good. So Bitcoin, I still is, Bitcoin, so, but, so Bitcoin is worthless. Let's be honest. You know how computer programs run on computers? Computer programs are worthless, right? Mm-hmm. Why is why is gold worth money? Demand. Simply because we agree that it's worth money, that we agree yep. that it's worth something. Why is the American dollar worth money? 
backed by gold. No, not anymore. Ish. It isn't. Um, yeah. the, the American dollar is valuable because the government says that it is, and we agree that it is, right? Okay. But the government, the American dollar is not backed by gold. It has not been since the 60s or 70s anymore. Oh, all right. The American dollar is, we, we're printing money. We print money, we print money, we print money. The, when we're doing these stimulus checks, you know, you know how they come into existence? How do they come into, how does this money come into I existence? I don't know. I was just talking to someone the other it's day. They're just making new money. We, some, somebody... <laughs> sits at a computer and presses a button and creates the money. Literally exactly what happens. Mm-hmm. It, it, somebody at a computer presses a button and creates the money in our government. That, that's how the new money comes in. And then we have inflation and then all this stuff, right? Bitcoin is valuable in the same way that, that the U.S. dollar is valuable or that gold is valuable because we say it's valuable. It's, it's valuable. But it's better in a lot of sense because then... then, then either of these than 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 what's been going on there because it's decentralized we don't need um, we don't need governments to have bitcoin we don't need banks to have bitcoin we just need people running computer programs to say that bitcoin exists to say who owns what to say how many there are and as long as these this computer program exists to say how mu- how much of this digital currency that there is it's it's a computer program it's nothing right but there's only so many of these bitcoins and so many people can have them and 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 across the whole world all these computers they all agree that that somebody so and so has this much so and so has this much and then the and the reason that it's valuable because computers mine them right which i've also been mining bitcoin oh, that's another little side project that's been, that's been going on but these computers mine the Bitcoin. They solve complex computer math problems. And the more complex math problems that your computer solves, the more Bitcoin is is generated and shown into the system. But there can only be like that total number of 28 million or whatever. So that's why it's valuable because it because it, you cannot have more than that. And every so many years, you, you it's it's creating more and you can only have so many. It's And it's almost better than gold because in, gold, you can keep finding it, right? And the American dollar, they keep printing it, right? But... With Bitcoin, it's fixed. It's a fixed resource, and so and 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 across the entire world, you don't need government. So you can transfer money between the, between the planet, right? And there's no thing. So all I'm saying is, um, Lindsay, go ahead. You have yes. I have a very basic Bitcoin question. Yeah. Did it start with twenty eight million or whatever? No. Where did that number come from? This guy, Satoshi. So it's not fixed. This guy Satoshi wrote the program for com, com, for Bitcoin, and the way that he did it is initially there's only I don't know what it is I'm making these numbers up but there was like a thousand initially right, and in order to get more, you the computers have to solve complex math problems, and and as computers solve complex math problems, more are generated, more bitcoins are generated, um. And so you want to mine these things to create more, right? And as you create more, it's fixed at that cap of 28 million. And everybody knows it's the highest you can get is 28 million. And as, and when you, and so the other thing about this is the market cap of gold right now is like $7 trillion, $9 trillion, something like that. Right now, the market cap of Bitcoin is like less than $1 trillion. So if Bitcoin right now is $50,000, and it reaches the same market cap of gold, it's going to 9x or something like that. 
Um, and it seems to be like we're we as a as a civilization are deciding that basically we're we're going more towards Bitcoin. So did that answer the question, or did I get off again? I think more or less. <laughs> did you so guys Bitcoin's call- more is is Bitcoin global? Yes, it's global, oh. right? Yeah. All all cryptocurrencies are are global. All cryptocurrencies are just computer programs that sit on computers all over the world that have digital a digital ledger that's exactly the same on every single one. So if I transfer money to Lindsay, $100, or 100 bitcoins or whatever, it wouldn't be 100 bitcoins, but if I did, it would say Andy gave Lindsay 100 bitcoins. And then all the computers would get, agree, 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 agree. All the computers would agree. And then on that digital ledger, the whole world would see that Andy paid Lindsay $100. But it would just basically my wallet address and your wallet address. But all, but you don't need a bank to do it because all these computers are basically just agreeing and, and having a digital ledger that's accessible by the public across the whole world. De- decentralized. So are all 28 million Bitcoin accounted for at no. this point? Or is that just the max of... I, th- I think we're up to so like... at some 20- point, you can't buy them anymore. You, you can always buy them because you know there's, there's always going to be a seller, right? But right now, there's something like 20 million that have been mined. And people are working on that last 8 million. But it's going to, t- it's going to get harder and harder and harder to produce the last ones because the math problems get more complex and more complex and more complex and more complex. So every time the, the computers, these computers solve these math problems, the, the math problems get more complex before it generates more Bitcoin. So why are math problems involved? Because they're going to ask you all of the most basic questions because there needed to be some way to make <laughs> it valuable to get the next thing of it. This guy who created this is just absolutely brilliant because it, I thought the Winklevoss twins created it. No, the Winklevoss twins <laughs> are, are just guys that own it. And okay. you know. <laughs> did that answer the question, Lindsay? What was the question? So in order to, <laughs> to buy the rest of these Bitcoin, a computer has to do math. That sounds very, Silly. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but it, but in the same sense with gold, right? How do we get more gold? We go and mine the gold, right? We go we go into a cave, we get our pickaxe, we try and mine gold, right? And because so why math? Why did we pick? Oh, do math problems, computers? Because it was something that made it difficult to get more, right? For computers, more more Bitcoin. Gold is the gold is valuable because it's rare. Bitcoin is valuable because it's rare and hard to get, hard to mine more. It's a, it's a limited resource. Same concept. This guy thought about everything, the way that he designed this program. That makes sense. Very abstract. It's very cool. But also, Kudos cool. to you for knowing all this. <laughs> yeah, I just uh, started learning it all because why not you know i don't know and, yeah and, and i've been learning about like the social implications of it a little bit and actually on um clubhouse of all places i've been listening in on some conversations about the social implications but not necessarily like how like how it all works yeah what have they <laughs> like the what stuff have, you were just what have you heard on clubhouse about it like what what, um, what about the social implications as far as like um like the black community and how cryptocurrency could be a, an amazing yes. um, 
future for them. Yes. It's like one one group I happen to be in, for example. L- I mean, let me Andy, tell you. get your clubhouse invite from Lindsay. You're going to be rocking and rolling on there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you, though, after that GMA thing happened and like I saw like I saw firsthand how corrupt Wall Street can be on some of these things. Don't let this deter you from investing in just the normal stock market because it really is like one of the only ways that we can, you know, actually get a return on investment opposed to these, you know, savings accounts. But like, but once I first saw firsthand how corrupt they are and it impacted me, I've just, I'm like, all right, crypto all in because screw you guys. Why, you know, I'm playing in a game that's rigged against me when, you know, with that. And we don't, and crypto has nothing to do with banks. It has nothing to do with governments, and it's and it that's why it's so good for communities like that, right? Because mm-hmm. because there's it's just a, com- a computer program. It doesn't it doesn't discriminate against anything. Right. It's like um, it just is what it is, and and it's it's an amazing thing for that. And it's I, I really do believe even the conversation that we're having now because so many people are where you guys haven't looked into this yet, right? You we're still early enough that if you open that Coinbase account, throw in a few hundred bucks, you're going to watch that kind of rise. You're going to you're going to watch it rise because people haven't um totally wrapped their heads around and a lot of like like the the boomer investors, right? Um like they're they were like totally anti um Bitcoin because there's no underlying asset to them. There is just some computer program, right? Why would you invest in Bitcoin when you can invest in a company that has an underlying asset in it, right? But that that was just that's just a lack of understanding for how Bitcoin actually works. What I've been trying to communicate to you, like how it actually works behind the scenes, you know. So it's like once you understand that and understand that it is a limited resource, and then you understand that we basically have determined as a society that this is what we're doing. Um, you start to see the writing on the wall, and if even if it hits half the market cap of gold then it's going to be, it's going to 4X or 5X, you know, um, from what it is at now. So, yeah. And we are out of time. <laughs> <laughs> should this to be continued for should, a private discussion, Andy? Yeah. I mean, should we even release this? Maybe we shouldn't. No. no. <laughs> what? Hey, you never know. People aren't, aren't shooting weddings right now. So no, well I think it's. This. Yeah, it's very valuable. Photographers don't understand money clearly because <laughs> we're all like, "What?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I guess I'll put it out. Considering how uh, <laughs> how whole how am I am on the whole wedding photography thing. <laughs> Dude, I don't. I mean, I love wedding photography. Don't, don't think that I, don't. <laughs> I, I love my couples. I love those moments. I cry at all my weddings. I cry at them all. I'm just saying. Outside of the weddings themselves, I'm thinking more about this stuff lately. That's all. I make yeah. some money. Yeah, that's what it's about. And and have your weekends back, right? Yeah, I don't. I, I would still. I would still want. Tao might be getting into sports someday. Baseball leagues, soccer. You know, band. You know, True. you're going to need those weekends, Andy. I would never <laughs> want to. I would. Here's how you know I still love wedding photography because it no matter how much money I had I would still want to do it I would still want to do a few weddings a year I love it man like I love I love shooting weddings I love dude when it would do you know you know my dad problems that I have anyway but when I see a dad hug a bride or something like that dude I lose my shit every single <laughs> time like every time yeah. I do. so I still love it and I would still always want to do it but um, I'm just 
all I'm saying is out because of this past year, I've been thinking all as you can tell <laughs> a lot about this <laughs> this other stuff. Um, you know, and it's been it's been good. So it's been an important year for just setting ourselves up for the future. Like I don't know about you guys, but looking forward to wedding season, I'm like anxious already like oh my god it's gonna be so crazy and just like trying to get everything in order that i possibly can to make it go as smooth as possible because after not working for a year it's gonna be bananas diving full in oh scared yeah i'm a little scared too (laughs) yeah i'm excited but but for 2022 i only want like 12 weddings that's my goal and we really bumped up our prices because why not? We're bro- yeah, I took your advice on <laughs> we're fully, that. Neil. We're fully booked for 2021. Might as well raise them. Yeah. <laughs> you <know>? yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We we skyrocket our prices. When we talked in November, you were saying that you you really bumped yours up quite a bit, yeah. and I I thought, well, okay, I'm at what I I like to do 20 a year is the number that I'm happy mm-hmm. with, and I was like, well, I'm at 20 now, so you know, and I had thought about it, like maybe I'll just try out some new pricing, and within like days, I booked like three more weddings, a thousand. Like, oh, I should have done this years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think I why not? You know, because four. you're just gonna get lost with everybody else with those prices. Yeah, get it and, up there. Well, are like, whoa, this person must be worth it. Yeah. See, I'm not it's doing that. It's been interesting. My my niece is getting married, and so I've been helping her with some of the planning and talking to her about photographers and what she likes stylistically and what her budget is and I you know, messaged a few people who she liked just to get like a ballpark price and was very shocked with the numbers I got. Good or people, bad, shocked. People I thought were going to be way out of her price range that were the lowest. And... Wait, who are you talking about when you look at me, Lindsay, through your through the computer screen and then almost half roll your eyes as you say that? Who who are you referring to? <laughs> the people can't see me, Andy. It was supposed to just be a secret. Okay. So my okay, we'll just tell the story real quick. My niece. I, I said, you know, give me some adjectives, throw some some things out there, like about how you want your photos to look. And she was using words like um, uh, light and romantic and fun and like things that I didn't necessarily um, aesthetically associate with Andy's work. But I was like, you know, what? I'm going to show her a few photos from Andy's page to see if that's like just way out of the league or if she actually would be open to that style. And so I send her Andy's page and thinking like she's going to be like, oh, that's like too dark because she said light, the words light. And so then she starts sending me shots back, like screenshots from Andy's website going, well, I really like this one and I really like this one and I really like this one. I'm like, OK, so you are open to, you know, different different styles. So like she thought she liked one thing. But I was like, wait, but don't get attached to these photos. I was just like getting a point of reference for like toning of images. <laughs> and I was like, don't get attached. She's going to be way out of budget for you. <laughs> and she was like, oh, OK, OK, OK. So I start finding a bunch of photographers that are are in her budget. And then I just on a whim asked Andy what his prices were. And he was the lowest one. <laughs> now, let me let me explain something. <laughs> no, like by a lot. Too. By like five hundred dollars, he was the lowest one. Okay, 
So let me let me explain something. I and I, I told him you need to raise your prices immediately after she books you. I have been clear as a as as I possibly can be what I want to do out of wedding photography on this podcast. I have said many, 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 many times. I don't know how many times I've said this on this podcast. All I ever wanted to do was shoot thirty weddings a year and make three thousand dollars a wedding. That's all I ever wanted to do. That's all I ever wanted to do. And, and if that happens, I'm a happy man because I'm um, 30, 30, 30 weddings times uh, 3000 making, not charging. You have to charge a lot more in order to make the 3000 right? But if you make the 3000 per wedding, that's 90 grand. I'm a happy-ass dude if I'm making 90 grand a year. That's all I ever wanted to do. So once I hit that number, I'm like, eh, I'm good. Like I like I don't need to be raising my prices anymore because I'm I like shooting thirty weddings a year I like being busy I you know and all that so so my prices have basically been that like as long as I'm making the three thousand dollars per wedding I'm basically good I, I'm doing what I want. But to Andy, do. you can shoot twenty weddings instead and make the same amount of money. That's what I said. And that's ten <laughs> weekends off. Yeah. <laughs> That you can study crypto and, and all that <laughs> stuff. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. And and I'm making more than you saw in those prices because I'm also I'm charging, you know, enough for an engagement session. And most people do that. So most I'm making usually more per wedding, you know. Sure. Um, yeah. But like, course. you know, come on. I don't know. I'm really, I'm that, I'm the lowest of the group. Come on. I didn't buy a that. lot. Yep. Buy a lot. And I, and I said anyone would be crazy not to hire you. Like if anyone doesn't hire you. Well, and that's, and that's honestly just to be totally blatantly honest with you. That's, that's the other part of it that I feel like is like, I want people to be able to afford me and be like, Oh, this is actually a really good deal for this photographer concerning his level of work and what he charges. I'm going to go with him. No, no questions asked. Do you know what I mean? Like that's, that's the kind of meeting and bookings that I want to have happen. And that's why I'm still hanging out where I'm hanging out, you know, um, because I'm comfortable here and I feel like there's less, you know, like it's just been fine. It's been good, you know? So yeah, you guys remember that one photographer in the group, uh, he, he wanted to charge a thousand dollars per wedding and he wanted to shoot 100 weddings per year and he was happy with it. Remember that guy? He didn't last long because he talked a lot of smack, but yeah, there was that guy. (laughs) are you are you neil are you saying that i'm that guy but just like a little bit of a better version of that guy is that what you're trying to insinuate about my pricing for my weddings you can do better you can do a lot better and especially your level of work your your professionalism your love for people in moments um you know you've been around for yeah you have a name you know you've you can do better. You can shoot a dozen weddings. No, but here, I love the idea of money. there being quality people in each price bracket. I, I think that's important. But it also, like, yeah, it devalues the people who are, are charging above you. Because then so, it's like, well, why would I pay that much for her if I can get this guy for this much? Right. So, but now, at the same time, like, you have to have another source of income. If you're the $1,000 guy right. shooting 100 weddings, you know, like, that's just so much work for so little money. Right. Yeah, but they're making the same amount of money as Andy's for his 30 weddings. Right. <laughs> as Neil is for 10. <laughs> so, yeah, and that's but the other thing too, too is that and I've always said 
I the only time that I raise my prices, the only time is when I feel like, oh, I'm gonna have more than thirty weddings. I better raise my prices. And actually, right now at this very exact instant, I have like thirty one weddings for twenty twenty. Uh, this this year, 2021. So I haven't like hit that point, right? But if I got other 2021 inquiries at this point, and I felt like I want, like I would just okay, you know. But I haven't been like hammered, hammered to the point where that I feel like, oh shit, I'm gonna be shooting more than 30. Better raise my prices. That hasn't happened in in a few years. I'm like just like right on target to keep chucking along where I'm chucking along. So I'm like, all right, I'm gonna keep chucking along. I don't want to screw up a good thing, you know. That's, at some you know, point, if you're not... over your quota, though, like you need to have more money to outsource something at some point, right? Like right. there's only so much work you can do. Yeah. That's for me, like that was the big justification for raising a price. It's like, okay, I'm going over 20 now, 21, 22, 23, 24. Like I'm going to have to outsource some stuff. So I need to make some more money so I can pay for that. You know? Yeah. Don't ask me what I'm going to outsource. Well, well, no, And that's the other part <laughs> that I said like too. Surrendering control. <laughs> Is that I've always said I would book more if I end up booking more and then hiring people out and outsourcing, you know, if it came down to it. But that it really hasn't happened. I've just been pacing along. So that's that's what's inside this crazy head anyway. But I hear you. Maybe I'll go up a yeah. little bit. We'll we'll go back to this like a year from now and see how, <laughs> see how you feel. Yeah, I mean like if 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 um some of my investments start taking off. And it gets crazy, then I'm like, all right, maybe I will, because maybe I do want to shoot less, you know? We'll see. Well, and you have been enjoying your commercial jobs. You're going to have this new studio space. You're going to want to be shooting in there. Yep. Priorities are always shifting around. Yep. And I wouldn't mind doing more commercial stuff either. So in an ideal world, I guess that is a question to ask, right? In an ideal world, what would I want to be doing? And maybe it is like... 12 weddings a year, five, six corporate shoots a year, and then like just fun artwork, shoot, you know, stuff like headshot stuff, like art project things that I would want to do. That'd probably be it. How great would it be if, like, you, you, everyone always says this you, you hit the lottery, you're set now, you, can, you don't have to work, your money's making its own money, you can do stuff on the side, and then you're like, you know what, I, I'm shooting five weddings a year. And I'm not charging anything for the weddings, but you have to apply to be considered. And whatever scale wedding it is, you're like, okay, I would love to do this wedding. This wedding sounds fantastic. Couples great. And that would get so much press that there would be three times as much inquiries coming your way when you were charging as opposed <laughs> to now. And then people are like, I, if I still want to, you're, you're famous now. I want you to shoot my wedding. I'll pay you. You're like, nope, still doing just five for free. That's all I'm doing. <laughs> but. But you have that's to a, find that's all a long them. shot. <laughs> so we'll see. Anybody else got anything else? <laughs> I don't know. Man, has our podcast gotten weird or what? <laughs> hey, it's been a while, right? <laughs> I mean, in the show description, I'll try and be as blatantly clear as possible. So if people just want people just want to head in a different direction. They have that choice. Just, they're going to have that opportunity. You know. I mean, if you came to this United, wedding photography podcast expecting we're going to talk about wedding photography, you came to the wrong place. Let me tell you. <laughs> I mean, we're got, uniting. We, we this is not uniting it. over photography. It's fine. 
We're still meeting our description. Yeah. I mean, hey, it is the life of a wedding photographer with all these different things going on and the yeah. pandemic. Here we go. This is it. Do that. Yep. Okay. All right. Is that it? Bye. That's it. <laughs> That's... Jamie, you've been, you've, been, you've been awfully quiet this episode. Yeah, I know. I was. Well, I don't know why. Yeah. Give me an update, man. Give us an update before we go. There's no I don't think anyone's listening at this point. <laughs> <laughs> they they tuned out two minutes into they're Andy's not... crypto conversation. <laughs> you know a little thirty second fast forward? It's like you hear Andy, 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 Andy. And then they keep going and going like that's it, I'm out. <laughs> I'm done. That's I, I gave I gave plenty of chances for you guys to get out. I was like, I can I can stop right now. Remember all those times I asked? Yes. At least three times I asked. Yeah, but there was no pause. You just kept going. No. I asked. I stopped like three times. I was like, guys, we can stop talking about this unless you want to go on. And then you kept going. Because you said we said something else. That's why. Uh, I'm kidding. Oh, God, I'm so, so conscious. There's a lot of smiling and nodding if you could see the video version of this. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, if anybody wants any further financial advice you know where to come you can just message me let me know i'll help you out where can they message you andy you can oh such a good transition even though i skipped all <laughs> nice the stuff we're there. supposed to talk about um you can find me um by googling my name andy buscemi b-u-s-c-e-m-i and finding me on sites and and things that way um Lindsay, where can people find you my name is Lindsay didario you can find me under that name on Google too, or Instagram, or Facebook, or Clubhouse. Oh, I'm on there. Let's wow. chat. <laughs> the things that 2021 and 2020 has brought to us, uh, Mr. Ferrara, uh, Jay Ferrara stuff with the at in front of it and photo after. Just don't just, put the stuff in there. Just the J. Don't right? put the stuff in it's there. Just the J. Plain yeah. J. Plain J. Well, uh, my company's J Ferrara. But, but if you just did. like search J Ferrara with two R's, I don't know if if you, if you just search J Ferrara, what comes up? Um, but isn't that probably... what you just said though, Jimmy? Didn't you just say that? Oh, what? Didn't you just My say name J is James Ferrara. Ferrara. Then the website's James Ferrara. But if you do jferrara.com, it goes to me too. So okay. J Ferrara is pretty much all the J dot Ferrara is all the social and websites and stuff. Mm-hmm. Cool, Neil. Neil Urban. Instagram. No more. No more Facebook. Yeah. No more Instagram people. And that's a thank you. That's an N E A L, by the way. N E A L. Not the other yeah. way. Not the other way. Okay. Yeah. I think Google still finds me anyway, though. Yeah. Okay. This has Kay. been uh, our March <laughs> of 2021 Wedding Photographers Unite episode. Our quarterly podcast. <laughs> our, our first quarter. <laughs> every time. Every time. It becomes less and less. We're like bi weekly. They were like <laughs> monthly. Now we're quarterly. See you next year, guys. We're, we're gonna do biannually now. See you in twenty twenty two. So so actually <laughs> by that nature, we should be if we if we're biannually now, March, April, May, June, July, August, we'll see you in the fall for our for our biannual <laughs> podcast episode. And then after that, it's gonna be on a yearly basis. 
right? <laughs> so then it'll be the following September of 2023 that we would see you again after that. And then we can go every other year. So then we would see you um, <laughs> September of 2025 um, at that point. And then we could go, you know, we could keep breaking it down from there. And we'll all be rich in Bitcoin and we'll be shooting five weddings for free per year. Yes, that's the goal. That's the plan. We'll see if we did that when we get when we when we talk to you guys next episode. <laughs> see everybody. All right, man. Peace out. Bye. Bye oh my God! What is this podcast? Yeah, <laughs>